Welcome to the Major League University Developmental Podcast. I am your host, Austin Byler. Today we bring another incredible guest onto the show ready to equip you with some actionable tools that you can implement into your life immediately. Major League University is a developmental baseball group focusing on the mental side of the game. Our mission is to help athletes and coaches of all backgrounds peak perform and maximize your life. Be sure to check us out at MajorLeagueUniversity.com and on all social media platforms at Major League University. I hope you find some value from this podcast that you can apply directly to your life. Welcome to the Major League University Developmental Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Bother, and today our guest, Colin Poche, left-handed pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays. He's in the big leagues now, just made his big league debut about a week ago. Three Ks in the opener, pretty special moment for him, I'm sure, and his family, uh, just being able to see that and, and taking him through his career. It's, it's been a whirlwind, I'm sure, and a lot of cool things have happened. He's a 14th round draft pick by the Arizona Diamondbacks out of Dallas Baptist University, Premier Division One University down in Texas. A lot of great talent there. I'm sure he's played against that uh, through his whole life, man, just really grinding his way up to this level. Uh, 25 years old, man, he's looking to to make his mark on the big leagues and truly just impact a really good Tampa Bay Rays team who's in the hunt for a playoff spot already and is playing really good baseball. So, Colin, man, appreciate you joining the show with me, man. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So take us through, let's, before we get into your career, man, I want to know how did it feel to go up into the big leagues? You get the call. Okay, how does it feel to get the call, first of all? Uh, man, it, it's awesome. I mean, obviously, if you play at any level, it's it's a moment you dream about. And, uh, I mean, no matter, no matter how well you're doing, I don't think you ever really see it coming. So it kind of came as a shock at first. And, um, you know, there was like a few hours where I was just speechless. And then, um, I felt myself kind of pinching myself the whole weekend just to make sure it was really real. Yeah. Making sure that hey, somebody didn't get the wrong number on this one. This isn't a, right. a star six, seven number back in the day. <laughs> um, that's cool, man. That's really awesome. Just playing with you for a few years and seeing your work ethic, seeing how hard you worked out there and, and the effort you put into each pitch, each moment that you had. It was like a lot of people are saying, I'm sure that you throw an invisible and it really did look like that. It was incredible. Uh, nasty heater. Good stuff, and now you're up there in the big leagues, man. Came three dudes in your opener in Boston. That's just incredible. So take us through your story. I'm sure it wasn't that easy just getting the call and walking through it. Uh, but walk us through your story, man. Um, yeah, so you know, kind of played baseball my whole life. Uh, never really pitched though until I was about 15 or 16 years old or so. I had a coach kind of tell me like, hey, you know, you got a pretty good arm and you're left-handed. You should try pitching. And uh, so I kind of gave that a shot, and it. It kind of it went well at first and just um, obviously a lot of stuff to learn so you know going into high school junior year and senior year trying to get recruited um, wasn't really very polished as a pitcher just because of the lack of experience um, so ended up pretty late into my senior year started getting some looks um, from colleges signed to go to Arkansas and then uh, as the year went on Started to get draft, um, some draft interest. Uh, ended up getting drafted in the fifth round out of high school and uh, kind of sat down with my family and everything. Decided it'd be a good idea to go to college. Um, so, yeah, went, went to Arkansas my first two years. Um, after my sophomore year, my elbow, I had Tommy John surgery, kind of blew out. Um, 
once again kind of got with my family and thought it would be the right move to transfer from there, go to Dallas Baptist. Um, while I was at Dallas Baptist my first year, I was rehabbing the whole year. Um, we had a really awesome pitching coach there. His name's Wes Johnson. He's the pitching coach for the Twins now. And he kind of just guided me through the whole rehab process. I had a little setback where I actually had to have, like, another operation on my elbow. So I was feeling, you know, pretty down. Tough to be positive in some situations like that. But he kind of helped get me through it. And then uh, so played that one year at Dallas Baptist. Got drafted 14th round with the D-backs. First full season kind of didn't start off how I expected. You know, spring training broke. Um, I was expecting to get sent out to a team, and uh, it just didn't happen. Um, they had roster spots already full and everything, so started out in extended spring training, um, which as a 23-year-old relief pitcher, not not the place you want to be to start your career. <laughs> yeah. you these of, I'm going to be in the big leagues in a year and a half, two years, and you know, you get sent to extended, and it's it's a tough it's a tough pill to swallow. You know, I was I think I was probably the oldest guy there, um, throwing the ball well, just kind of wondering, you know, am I going to get a chance to get out of here? Um, got kind of a break for two weeks. Got sent to Visalia where we played together for a little, and uh, it went so so. Ended up going back to extended, and then. Uh, you know, they sent me out to low A maybe like a month or two months later. And, uh, you know, extended was tough. I uh, spent a lot of time there. And uh, mentally, it's a hard place to be just because, you know, like you feel good, you're healthy, and you want to be out there competing and getting your chance to move up. And it's just not coming. But uh, that's the one thing is like, I never I never lost confidence in myself. When I finally got that opportunity to get sent out, you know, I, I took advantage of it. And that was huge. Just going through your whole story, I mean, staying confident through all of that is so hard to do. When you're going from a one premier D1 university to another, you've got the arm injuries, then you're experiencing that setback in pro ball. And I was in extended for the first well, 50 games for one year, and that was, let's just say that was a mental test right there because it's, it's, it's 100 and, oh, man, it's 100 and who knows how hot in Arizona. And you're one of the only guys who speaks English, and you're just – you're not where you want to be. You want to be in the affiliated program somewhere up there, you know, like working your way yeah. up and you're just stuck. So, dude, to get the chance to be in the big leagues now, like how good does that feel for you? Like how rewarding? It's awesome, man. I was I was thinking about it the other day. and um, You know, right about this time, two years ago, I was in extended spring training for like no other reason than they just didn't think I, I was deserving of a roster spot at the time. So it's crazy how if you just, you know, kind of, if you one, you got to believe in yourself, but two, if you put that work in and you just, when that opportunity comes, you take advantage of it. You can, you can run with it pretty quickly. Definitely, man. You, you sure have, man. You've taken that, that opportunity and made the most out of it. Now you're up in the big leagues, man, doing what you've always wanted to do and dreamed of. I'm sure. Just want to give a quick TV timeout to a couple of our sponsors. First and foremost, the positive vibe movement. These guys are truly amazing. It's raising awareness for mental health all across the world in all aspects of life whatever your walk is whatever you are experiencing you are not alone go check these guys out they have amazing gear and just an amazing message for the world at the positive you can use code byler to receive a discount on your next order and then let's check out harmonybats.com these guys are truly incredible individuals with an amazing purpose in this world to bring and inspire youth athletes all across the world they've got some great apparel 
uh, some great gloves, bats, all the above. Go check them out at HarmonyBats.com. Use code MLU to receive a discount on your next order. Let's get into the mental side of the game a little bit. Something that we're doing with Major League University is we're super big on the mental side. I believe it's what separates the good from the great at every level in every sport. And you just hit on it a little bit, man. you got to have confidence in yourself. How important is it as a professional athlete to have confidence in yourself and in your abilities? Um, I, I think it's the number one thing. I mean, once you get to a certain point in uh, pro ball, and I mean, even in college, guys are basically – you know, outside of, you know, certain guys like Mike Trout and guys like that, the talent level is pretty equal across the board. And so that, that confidence and the ability to kind of slow the game down mentally is, I think, what separates a lot of people. Very true, man. Very true. Just slowing the game down. Now, now explain this kind of what do you mean by slowing the game down and what do you use uh, in your own personal routine to help you slow the game down? So I think as a pitcher, you know, you can, you can get, I call it getting sped up and it's something that happens when you don't even realize it. Um, you're just getting a sign, making a pitch and maybe it's a ball and you're doing the same thing over and over again. And so for me, I had to come up with a routine to, you know, get my breath in and just like refocus after each pitch. So I'll get the ball back. You know, I always pick a spot right above, like kind of in the, in the seats, there's just like a blank spot that I stare at for a second that just kind of clears my mind. I take like one deep breath and then I look towards the catcher, get the sign. And, and the only thing I'm really thinking about is making that pitch. So you find like a little focal point basically outside of the catcher's glove. Yeah. Like a focal point, just completely in the other direction. And that kind of clears my mind. And then once I look at the catcher, you know, I don't even notice behind the catcher. I, I really don't even notice who's batting. It's just, okay, fastball inside, got to execute, and that's about it. Wow, so simple, easy, something that's attainable for any athlete out there that wants to just kind of take their game to the next level, even coaches. I mean, as a coach, I'm sure a lot of your coaches have tried to preach that to you, like, hey, man, reset the mind. Like, this is what worked for me as a big leaguer. I know when we were Mm -hmm. together, we had Jeff Bajanero. He's a AAA pitching coach for the Diamondbacks, and that dude's just awesome. I mean, he he really kept people – in themselves and what i mean by that is kind of like what you just said uh you're not sped up you're not getting in the moment you're, you're staying in your moment you're able to be where your feet are and truly execute the pitches that you want to execute man so how like as a pitcher you got to be pretty dang good going up the ranks right because if you make a mistake these guys are going to crush it so what do you do to to execute your pitches and, and what's the most important pitch for you as a left-handed pitcher coming out of the pen um, you know, for me, it's, it's always been about my fastball. It's, uh, it's got good backspin on it. So it's kind of got that carry through the zone. So if I can get it up in the zone, that's usually better for me. But, uh, I mean, as far as these hitters go, they're good, but you gotta be, you gotta be fearless. I mean, you can't be committing to a pitch with the thought in the back of your mind, like, Hey, you might, you might put this out in the bleachers. Um, I mean, that goes back to trusting your stuff that you say, okay, like, this is the right pitch and the right location. If I execute it, he can't hit it. If you execute, he ain't hitting it. And that's the truth, man. If you throw – I'm facing you and you throw an inside heater on me, I'm probably getting tied up and spinning around. <laughs> My fists are coming up to you. So uh, that is the truth, everybody. Like, they take note of that. Like, if you execute your pitches, 
you're going to be okay at any level, I think. And, and being fearless, man, being able to attack the zone without fear of that hitter, without caring who's in the box or who's in the stands or who's watching you or what mom and dad think, I think that's a big thing, man. So kind of what is it like like learning from a lot of these guys that you're playing with in spring training? And, and as we know, kind of when guys get hurt, they go through their rehab stints, so you're playing with a lot of big leaguers already. What, what's like one piece of advice that you've taken from, from somebody so far in your career that's really stuck with you? Um, one thing that pretty much has kind of guided me through the career is someone just saying, um, like, you have to understand what you do really well, but almost more importantly is you have to know kind of your limitations. And so, like, looking back for me, it's like my fastball is really good. And my off-speed pitches, they're good in the right situations, but it's not that's not the put-away pitch for me, or that's not, you know, using that in a certain count isn't a good idea. And, you know, maybe early in my career, I tried to do something that I, I couldn't physically do, and it, I get burned on it. And so now, and it's not, it's not a knock on yourself, you know, saying like, oh, I can't, this pitch doesn't work well for me. It's not, oh, you're a bad pitcher because of that. It's just information. It's your own scouting report of yourself and kind of just a recognition of this is what I do well and this is what I necessarily don't do well. And so you have to be able to kind of separate those two. Mm, so a lot of self-awareness. Now, how do you how do you like develop that self-awareness? I mean, it, it was tough, at least like reflecting on at bats uh, for myself. And I'm sure a lot of other guys like you, you overanalyze a lot of things and, and you hear a lot of different things. There's a lot of coaches and instructors and coordinators around that are all trying to give you great information, but sometimes you're just not ready for it. And sometimes it just doesn't work for you. So what does it take to be like self-aware enough to understand what works for you and what doesn't and how to attack hitters to your strengths? Um, you know, unfortunately it, it takes failure. It, I know, especially hitting is a game of failure, but baseball in general, um, it's really just a series of trial and error. It's like, you know, I tried this and it didn't work. Well, maybe that was a fluke. I tried it again. It doesn't work. Okay. Maybe this isn't the best idea for me. So just kind of early through my career and early on this year, I kind of learned, you know, for example, like to right-handed hitters, my slider isn't a good idea. I'm better off going with my splitter for an off-speed pitch. And, you know, like, unfortunately, the way I had to learn that is I threw some sliders to righties that weren't even bad location and they got hit out of the yard. And so um, that's another thing where it goes back to having confidence is like that happened. The guy hit a home run on me and I had to take it as, OK, you know, I don't suck because of this. This is a learning experience and I can take what happened today into my next outing to make sure it doesn't happen again. Oh, I love that, man. I love that, Colin. You're just, you're able to analyze yourself and stay in that moment. Now, have you, is there any situations where you've given up a tater and you're just, you're pissed at that guy for hitting it? Or is it always like, I'm just thinking back to like Bumgarner and Muncie the other day where he gives up the bomb and they're just kind of jibber jabbing. <laughs> like, I know you're a big dude. You're a strong dude. Like, I'm sure you can take some guys out. You can take some of these hitters. <laughs> sorry, hitters. I'm sorry for throwing you under the bus, but it's true. And uh, is there any situations where you've kind of gotten into it with a hitter or you've been like, man, like that guy doesn't deserve that home run or something like that? Um, no, you know, for the most part, you know, if you want to, if you hit a home run and you want to pimp it, I, I can, I'm cool with that. You know, I completely get it. I'm all for playing with emotion. Uh, there's definitely times where I've thrown a pitch and it's gotten hit out of the yard and I'm just, it's just like, man, how did you even do that? <laughs> Sometimes there's times you got to respect the hitter. 
But, uh, you know, if I give up a home run on my fastball, I'm never really going to be mad about it. But there's times where I'll give it up on like an off-speed pitch and I'll just be like, man, I, I knew I should have thrown a heater. <laughs> yep yep and i think it's funny how you say hey like if you had a home run on my fastball like good job you deserve it because yeah. if anybody stood in the box against colin this dude's fastball you never see it and what i'm guessing what 93 95 now uh up yeah. there in the big leagues and that thing's spinning like crazy like you mentioned earlier but the toughest part was seeing the baseball like there's guys who throw 95 98 even 100 that you can still see and you're like okay i can get on time for this heater but then there's guys like you who the ball is on your hands within like a split second and you have no idea how it got there you're you're blaming the batter's eye you're blaming like your coach in the third base box you're blaming yeah. everybody so uh, that's pretty impressive if you're hitting a bomb off of him especially left on left that's a tough matchup now um what's You've kind of mentioned your mindset uh, with the confidence, being self-aware, uh, in tune with who you are as an athlete. And that takes a lot of self-awareness as a professional athlete to develop that. And it's it's awesome to hear it out of your mouth, man, being at that level. But what's your mindset on the mound? You talked about your routine a little bit, talked about how you're attacking hitters with that fastball. But what's your mindset when you're on the mound out there? Um, you know, so kind of off the field and off the mound, I'm, I'm pretty laid back. I like to think you know, kind of just a relaxed personality. And so when I get on the mound, I have to find, I have to find ways to kind of amp myself up. And so what I do is I, I make it personal. I'll look at the hitter and I'll just, I'll pick something out that I don't like about him. And I'll, I'll just use that to kind of fuel my fire on the inside. You know, maybe he's just, I, it can be anything really just wearing his pants a certain way. And I'm like, man, I hate this guy for that. Or something, <laughs> something to kind of fuel the fire. I like that, man. You're, hey, you're starting your own wars in your head, man. It's just me versus <laughs> exactly. you, baby. You ain't coming out here against me, man. No, uh, exactly. I like that. Finding something that pumps you up. I think everybody has a different personality, as we know, and, and you are definitely more the laid back, kind of go with the flow, chill guy. And, and in the game, though, it's like a complete switch. That's why I'm like so curious because you see yourself outside of the field, like obviously knowing you for a little bit and then seeing you in the game, it's like this intense personality comes out and it's cool to see, man, it's a competitor and, and I love it. So uh, what's like the most important aspect to having success in baseball in general, man? Like as pitchers, um, you gotta take care of your arm, you gotta take care of your body and your mind, but what's the most important like aspect to having that success on the mound? Um, I mean, I think like you said, just for one, being healthy is huge. If you're not taking care of your body and you're not on the field, you can't help the team. But uh, like we said earlier, that I think that confidence is just – it's what drives everything. Um, I think the best players are the ones who can – as a pitcher, you go and you get hit around and you're still confident in your abilities the next time out. Or as a hitter, you go 0 for 4 or you have a stretch of four or five bad games and you're – you're able to still be comfortable in, with yourself and uh, confident in your abilities. Very true. Confidence is key, man. Confidence is key for anybody out there trying to do big things and, and take their, that next step in their life, just knowing who you are as a person. And that's it's tough, I think. I think in the game of baseball, it's easy to lose it because it's such a game of failure, especially on the hitter's end. You've gone maybe 0 for 10, 0 for 15. Some guys 1 for 30, 40. Yeah. Like, I've been there, I raised my hand here, 4Ks in a game, like it happens, but um, staying confident, like if you get crushed, it's okay. Not taking it outside the game and not taking it too personally and just getting back in there, getting back in the gym, like you said, taking care of your body, man, that's a big time key. And I, now, um, 
Like, how big is that in the big leagues? I'm sure you guys got a lot, a lot of great knowledge from the trainers there and a lot of great athletic guys who are helping you out, stay consistent with your body. But how important is it to feed your body the right nutrients? Um, it's huge, man. I think if I could go back five, six, seven years and change one thing about my career, it would, it would be my diet. Um, I feel like the last couple of years I've really like reined it in and it's just, it's, it's unreal. The difference it makes when you're, you're eating right, just the way your body feels. And like, you I don't think of it too much now. Cause like I'm on a good routine of eating right. But like, if I stray from that and kind of have a bad meal, I can, it's, it's amazing the way like it changes how my body feels. Really? Do you feel like affecting your sleep and, and how your arm feels too? Like the recovery of your arm? I feel just, I feel so sluggish if I do something, you know, if I go and crush like some McDonald's or something, you know, it's just the body feels sluggish, which makes your arm feel sluggish, which is going to put you in a bad mindset because you're thinking, oh man, I feel like crap. Like there's no way I can perform like this. Oof, the McDonald's, man. I'm a big fan of Dairy Queen. I've had to cut it out of my diet. <laughs> but but Dairy Queen is good, the blizzards, man. But I can definitely see what you're, you're saying. If you don't feel good physically, you're not going to feel good mentally. you got to train your body exactly. both ways. It all correlates to each other. Now, did you have this type of a mindset when you were at Arkansas and, and then you went through those injuries? Like, I'm really curious to, to get inside your head, man, and, and see how you felt because to get to where you are today – is extremely special. And I think you have one of the rarest, most incredible stories out of anyone that I didn't even know the full story. And that's what like fires me up right now. It, like makes me have a whole nother like view of you. Like just so proud of you, man, for persevering through that. But what kind of, like, what did it take to stay confident in those times? And I'm sure it wasn't always smooth sailing during that, uh, the injuries and everything and then transferring schools. But how did you stay confident during that tough time? Um, you know, it was, it was tough after, you know, after I had my Tommy John, there was, and I was transferring schools. There was a point where, you know, in my head, it was always like, I'm going to pitch in the big leagues. And that's just, that's just the way it is because I'm going to make it happen. And there was a point where, you know, after I had my Tommy John, I was like, man, you know, guys come back, like, I'm sure I'll be all right. And then I had a setback and they had to kind of go back into my elbow and clean some stuff out. And I, I can remember thinking, like, man, I don't know. Like, I feel like my work ethic and mentally I can do it, but I don't know if, like, my body's going to hold up. And and it's just – it was just a bunch of different series of kind of riding the wave and just, like, testing your faith. And I think – you know, I've, I've always just kind of had a positive outlook on everything, and I think that was, that was just kind of the way I took everything in stride is I thought, you know, okay – Tommy John, 12, 14 months off, like, this is a great time to get stronger in the weight room and, and do this and take care of my body this way and everything. So I think being realistic, but being having a positive outlook at the same time is, is just the best way to get through those, those situations. That is just a great piece of advice. You've, you've been through what a lot of people call one of the toughest surgeries, I'm sure, aside from an ACL surgery. Uh, of any athlete that they can experience and to come back from it. And now you hear a lot of like the great surgeries and the awesome things that are happening, thankfully with our doctors and the advancement of technology in the medicine world and to see just guys coming back and then some don't come back ever. Like sometimes that injury happens and they're never the same. 
But to see you almost become better, like you were drafted in the fifth round out of high school. Like let that sink in the fifth round. Major- 95% of kids are signing right there, and you chose to go play college ball. And, and I forgot that you even went to Arkansas. So we may have played each other our first years, um, <laughs> potentially. Hopefully I got a hit, probably not. But um, we'll have to look back on the stat box. But uh, no, man, just seeing that, like, that's just great wisdom for somebody who's been through that situation, who's been through a tough injury at a young age and has to kind of persevere and, and face that adversity head on and to come back better, to go to another school and perform, to go through extended spring training and perform is incredible. Uh, I'm proud of you, man. I'm super proud of you. So I'm, I know your time's special, man. You guys got a game tomorrow. You got some buddies out there. So let's get down to it. One last question, man. What's one piece of advice that you would give to say your 18 year old self going back through that whole process, opportunity to get drafted, opportunity to play division one baseball, or at least just play collegiately and extend your career. What's one piece of advice for any youth athlete out there? Um, you know, one thing I would say that it's something I've recently started looking into is, you know, you, you, you'll think you're working hard and you're doing all this, you know, I'm, I'm lifting weights, I'm running, uh, you know, maybe I'm throwing weighted balls, all this stuff. Um, I read this somewhere. I can't remember exactly where, but it was it was basically saying to instead of focusing on what you are doing, take your focus and say, what am I not doing that can get me better? Like what I'm doing all this stuff right, but there's still something that I'm not doing. And so even now, you know, um, first week in the big leagues, you know, feeling good in my career, but there's always that chance to get better. And so even now I'm trying to think, you know, what what am I not doing that's going to make me better? And I feel like if you have that mindset where you're never satisfied and you're always looking to improve, I feel like that's one of the biggest things that can progress your career. Dude, that is big time. Like, you're, you're up there, you're finally cracking in the big leagues, and you have that, that type of a mindset to know that I'm still in that growth mindset. I'm still trying to get better. I'm still trying to better myself, my career, and those around me. A lot of guys would just cash it in. A lot of guys would go and say, man, I've made it to the big leagues now. I've got what I've always wanted to do. I've got my cup of coffee and I'm out. A lot of guys would have probably told me like, I'm good, dude, or just not responded. But for you to take the time out of your day, out of your busy schedule, you guys are grinding all year round. Nobody gets it unless you're in it. And to see just your, your maturity, man, You've got a bright future ahead of you, Colin. I'm super proud to see what happens just this year with your guys' playoff run. And now is that pretty exciting, being in a in a pretty good team who's got an opportunity to go play in the playoffs? Yeah, it's awesome, man, especially the division we're in, you know, going to battle against the Red Sox and the Yankees and stuff. It's it's special. It's a lot of fun. Uh, big league debut in Fenway. That's a, that's a kid's dream right there, my yeah, man. Let's go. Sure is. Well, Colin, dude, I really appreciate you coming on this show with me, man. This was awesome to just hear your hear your words of advice for any athletes, coaches out there, and, and truly just giving back to more than just yourself, man. I'm super proud of you and excited to see where your future takes you. Thank you, man. It's been a pleasure.